0: Don't Keep Your Day Job is brought to you by Crest. The Crest 3D Whitening Kit removes over 10 years of tough, set and stains to give you noticeably whiter teeth, 100% guaranteed. For $20 off your first Crest Whitening Strip Kit, go to CrestWhitesmile.com and enter promo code DREAMJOB at checkout. Also thanks to NetSuite, the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy-to-use cloud platform. Download their free guide, 7 Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits, today at netsuite.com dreamjob. Hey, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. How are you guys doing? Are you having a good week? It's been such a good week for me because I recorded the audiobook for Don't Keep Your Day Job. And the reason it was so good is because for the last couple months leading up, I kept thinking that it was going to be horrible. I kept thinking that I wasn't going to be able to really do it or that somehow I would be reading the book and thinking that the book could be better. And it just feels so good to have finished it. But it's amazing how you can literally make yourself physically sick and you think it's physical, but it's not. And I had thought my voice was so hoarse and I told them I wanted to reschedule and we'd already rescheduled it once. And so they were like, you have to do it. We need the book to be finished. The audiobook has to be done this week. And I thought, Oh my gosh. And I tried one more time to see if they would postpone it. And I went in and sure enough, what I thought was a hoarse raspy voice within like the hour, the more I felt relaxed, the more I felt confident in what I was saying. It's amazing how physically I felt better. It's really fascinating. And I can't wait for you guys to hear this book because I think we all second guess ourselves way too much. And I certainly did that about this book and reading it. I was reading chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, we're recording the audio and I was I was reinspiring myself. I was like, Oh my gosh. And the book, I just want to say, it's not really a book about finding a career. It's really a book about coming home to yourself. It's not about a day job that you're not so excited about versus another kind of job. It's really about finding that alignment so that you wake up every day and feel like you're living life on your terms. That you're doing the thing that makes you truly happy. And, you know, just the other day I was talking to a couple friends and we were saying how interesting it is, how sometimes when you're happy, like, let's say you're having a moment. I know for myself, sometimes I'm like driving in the car and I'm blasting music. The other day I was listening to that counting Crows song, accidentally in love. Do you remember that song? I think it was in the Shrek two soundtrack. And, um, I'm driving along and I'm feeling so good. And about eight seconds later, I actually notice that I'm happy. And just as I notice that I'm happy, I think to myself, oh my gosh, why am I so happy? Like, who am I to be this happy? What are you so happy about? It's just like a normal Tuesday, like relax. And I like take the wind out of my sails. And I think that there's this feeling we carry around of like, who am I to be happy? Or do I really deserve that? Or am I fooling myself if I'm really happy? and I really let go. Am I going to be met with something sad? Is there going to be a shoe that drops? So this book is really, it's really powerful. And I feel so grateful to have been a part of it. You know, I did write the book, but it's not just me. It's me sharing the wisdom of so many of the incredible guests who've been on the show. So I would love for you to buy it. And I think because you listen to the podcast that you'll probably love the audio version most, I guess it just depends whether you want to like take it on the plane and you like reading the paperback version or having a hardcover or whether you want to give it to a friend or, you know, the audio version is like many hours that you have to commit to listening. Right. But I think that you guys would love it. And it's only like $15 in any case, when you guys pre-order the book, I have yet another awesome bonus. This is like the coolest thing that we've offered. So During the week of September 16th, I am doing a full week immersion. Yeah, I'll be showing up every single day at noon Pacific Standard Time. And if you miss it live, we will send you the replay. But basically, I'll be showing up live for a week every day for an hour plus. And we'll be going through the Don't Keep Your Day Job Immersion all of the key takeaways, all of the key strategies. How do you level up? How do you find your passion project? How do you understand how to turn it into a business? We'll be doing that. And it's completely free when you pre-order the book. So if you've already pre-ordered the book, then you are good to go. If you haven't yet pre-ordered the book, then do it before September 15th so that you can get in on this incredible week because it's completely free. And if you're going to go ahead and order the book anyway, you may as well get it now. And you might want to consider getting the audio version because I just recorded it this week and I want someone to hear what I did. All right. So let's talk about today's episode. Today, I'm really excited because we have the amazing Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic on the show. Lauren is the creator of the uber-popular lifestyle, health, and beauty blog, The Skinny Confidential, which has been featured on Shape, Women's Health Magazine, Self Magazine, The Gary Vee Show, People Magazine, and on and on. She's also the author of the book, The Skinny Confidential. And with her husband, Michael, they created The Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast, which has 53 million downloads to date. On their show, they sit down and chat with world-class leaders, entrepreneurs, best-selling authors, experts, and thought leaders like... Marie Forleo, Jessica Alba, Mark Manson. It's pretty awesome. So definitely go check that out. Michael is a serial entrepreneur himself. And something really neat that he's done is he founded the Dear Media Podcast Network, which focuses on spotlighting strong female voices and their stories. They have a ton of interesting, empowering shows like Ali Webb's Raising the Bar, Lauren McGoodwin's The Females, Work Party by Jacqueline Johnson, and a lot of other cool shows that I think you'd really love. They are such go-getters and have so much valuable advice on setting yourself up to take action and giving yourself permission to do it imperfectly. So without further ado, please welcome the spectacular Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic. Hey guys, I'm so glad you're here. Michael, Lauren, thanks for joining me, both of you. Thank you for having us.
1: Thank you. We really appreciate being on the show.
0: Yeah, no, it's going to be great. I have been following you guys and it's amazing what you've built, like it really caught fire. But I want to just sort of talk about what your sort of impetus was for creating this community.
2: Yeah. So I started the Skinny Confidential nine years ago. I was attending San Diego State full time. I was bartending and teaching peer bar and Pilates. And I saw that a lot of sorority girls were connecting on campus, but you had to pay, you know, $800 a semester to be a part of a group in a community. Right. And then I also noticed that there was you weren't able to connect with people everywhere and I wanted to sort of bridge the gap. So I thought an online platform was the way to do it. I wanted to pick the girl's brain that lived in Korea and talked about skincare and I wanted to mm. pick someone's brain that you know lived in Australia and I wanted to bring it all together and create an online platform for free. And so this was when blogging was not cool at all. In fact, people did not understand how you could make money or monetize. They didn't understand anything about it. And so I decided to launch with a blog, but the intention was to create a brand. So Mm. knowing that the blog would be the foundation and sort of the mothership to drive the brand. At this point, Michael and I were dating. So now we're married And he, he was working on his own thing and he still does work on his own thing. So he's not, um, on the day to day of the blog, the skinny confidential.
1: Well, there's a common misconception because I think Lauren, uh, when people see Lauren and I together all the time, especially on the show and through social, uh, But the Skinny Confidential was very much her own thing. Me personally, I was running brick and mortar businesses, running traffic online for brands that were hoping to build and and sell online. So we definitely didn't have connections for the businesses. And over time, people were starting to say, okay, who's this strange guy that's always in the background? What's he about? I knew I wasn't going to be as solid on social as she is. So I said, well, what's one thing I like to do? I like to talk. You can't shut me up. So why don't we start (laughs) a podcast? And so- It's evolved since then, right? We have the podcast. We've had many amazing guests on. I just had Jessica Alba and Mark Manson. Mm -hmm. And since then also launched the the network, Dear Media, which now we just signed our 30th show. So we have 30 other female-focused shows under management. And I'm running that while Lauren's running the Skinny Confidential.
0: Wow. That's so, so cool. Many things about that are cool. First of all, I just wanted to just sort of applaud you for having that idea. I mean, it's really, really innovative. And I want to know how you had the courage to do that and to see that this actually might work.
2: I think that that I've always been an executor. Like if I say I'm going to do th- something, I do it. And I, I think that mixed with me Really, not caring what anyone else thought mm. and just launching it and putting myself out there worked really well. But at the time, I was a broke bartender. I had no money and I was not a good employee. I was the worst employee. In fact, I would go in the bathroom <laughs> and blog. I wasn't good at working for someone else. And right. I realized very quickly that it was almost making me depressed. I wasn't mm. filled. So I, once I started my own thing, uh, very, very quickly. It was, it was like a light switch. It turned on yeah. and I was like, this is what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. I should be building my own business. And it, so I just went full force. I love um, that. Naturally, I'm an oversharer, and the skinny confidential talks about everything from death to anxiety to, you know, what's, what's on your vanity to what skincare you're using. So
0: yeah.
2: the, the oversharing thing for me, I'm the type of friend that you go to dinner with and I'm just super open. So that was, uh, that was really the best element.
0: Yeah, that yeah. is the best. And uh, nobody wants to spend time with someone who acts as though they have it all together all the time. It's no, exha- I don't. Have it's it all exhausting. <laughs>
2: yeah. I neither
0: do I. And, and I love that on your blog, there's a category like called realness. It's like, let's just have some real talk. I mean, that probably is one of the, I would think big factors of why this really took off. And I want to ask you both, what do you think allowed people to start to, to come together and what was the glue that made
2: it start to grow? I went in with the right intention looking back. I think so many times bloggers ask me, how do you monetize? And I never Mm -hmm. went into the skinny confidential with how do you monetize? I was fine with not monetizing and working my ass off at the bar and teaching pure bar and Pilates while I built the business. So I didn't make one dime for three years Mm -hmm. and I think the audience felt that. But the second part of that is, is that I noticed that everyone wants more more followers, more eyes, more, more traffic, more, things, yeah. more that what I did is I focused on the people I already had. Mm. So when I first launched, I think I had 300 hits a day and probably 150 of those were my dad and like the other 50 <laughs> were Michael. And then I had, you know, 50 people looking at it. So what I did is I grew exponentially by just focusing on those people instead of looking more. Yeah. And so what ended up happening is, the people that I put my energy in actually went out and were soldiers for the Skinny Confidential. So maybe Mm. they told 10 people, 20 people. And
0: what, what does that look like? When you say focus on the people that were already there, tell us a little bit more about what that looks like.
2: So if you're listening and you have 20 followers, I would put all my energy into those 20 followers and serving them and giving them valuable, tangible advice And I would talk to them, I would DM them, I would ask them questions, I would engage with them. I mean, I would spend, and I still do this, an hour in the morning and an hour at night just talking to the people that support me and answering questions and really being available. Like, I never wanted to be an influencer that there was like a facade up with my audience. Right, right. So I would just say to really concentrate on what's in front of you instead of what more can you get and more followers. Yeah.
1: So a little like uh, maybe a little baseball analogy here. Maybe I give, if I were to give somebody a million dollars paid budget to run traffic to a brand or a site Yeah. and they could spend that entire budget, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're capturing audience or that they're capturing customers, right? Mm. You have to have a catcher there. You have to have something that's providing valuable, tangible takeaways, whether that's a, a great product, a great service, great right. content your first question should not be, how do you make money here? It should be, how do you provide valuable, tangible takeaways and content to an interested audience? Because if you do that first and you really cater to that and you really provide value for the people that are listening and entertainment for the people that are listening, then they're going to continue to come back and they're going to continue to share your show with others, with their friends, their family, and that's the best type of marketing.
0: I think this is so huge. Like People forget this. We're so into this like macro and I just love that you just shared that. I think that that is really why this has grown. The next question I have, which is something I know my audience is curious about, you know, when people are starting out, they don't give themselves permission to begin without having it all figured out. And you just said, like, I just started this. I just felt passionate about it. I just went ahead and did it. How do you help people find permission to go ahead and do their thing?
1: You don't need other people's permission to get started right that's the biggest takeaway i am a cd average student i have not looked at my degree nor do i know where it is since i graduated college <laughs> went to harvard <laughs> of the desert university of arizona so you can see i have no qualifications i've never had any qualifications for anything that i've done i think the biggest thing that separates um, lauren and i from most people is that we understand we don't need permission to get started and that it's okay to take chances and fail along the way, right? Like for me, we don't have backgrounds in broadcasting. We just thought, hey, this could be really interesting to start mm-hmm. a show and speak to an audience. I don't have any background in entertainment, but I thought, you know, there's got to be a better way to to update this podcast world into a digital space. Hmm. I think a lot of people are waiting around for permission, and I think that's because yeah. part of this culture has created a dynamic where you – you need to be an expert in your field before you can talk about it. More yes. than I would say just document what you're doing. There's we are not experts in blogging and podcasting. We are not experts in business. We're just sharing our journey and what works for us and yeah. I think that when people see that it's relatable, it's tangible and there's takeaways. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, if we're waiting for some crazy validation from what whoever, I don't even know who that would be, I right. don't think we'd ever get started. It's I'm not also coming. I think yeah.
2: that, that just as my personality, I don't like listening to what society tells me to do. I don't subscribe to, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to be married at this age. You're supposed to have kids at this age. Right. Oh, you should God, have that's exhausting. Uh, you should yeah. have this and, and, and this is the job for you. Right. Like, i like, it's just not my personality. In fact, when people tell me what I'm supposed to do, I want to do the exact opposite <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm not, I don't respond like that. So I think that if you're out there and you're living for what someone else's expectations are of you, you need to maybe sit back and reevaluate, you know, what it is you want. And how I, how I tell someone to start is I say, there's this thing called creating a strategic future by design. Mm. And what you do is you sit down and you map out exactly how you want your future to look for the next three months, uh, seven months two years and 10 years. And so you lay it out and then you create systems to get to those goals. So it's not just writing down your goals. Like what are this actual tangible systems that you're taking Mm. every single day that are going to get you closer towards those goals and move the needle? Like, let's say I want to write another book. Mm -hmm. So I have like a notebook where it says, this is what I want to do for this Uh confidential. And one of them is book. Mm-hmm. So I'll create a whole page and on that page will be the, the systems that I need to do. So examples of systems would be, uh, make a proposal, find mm-hmm. a graphic designer for the proposal. Cause you don't want a, an ugly proposal, right. right? Right. Cause calendar time in your schedule to work on the book. Um, then I would say, you know, once I have the proposal, find a lit agent interview, at least 10 different lit agents have the lit agent give feedback, find an yep. editor to edit the grammar mistakes, yep. find other people that I want to be a part of the book. Then the yeah. lit agent would find the publisher and then I would, I would write it out. But then even more importantly, from that list, I would take what's on that list and put the steps in my calendar
1: Yes. and, and
2: follow the, so like, say I, I say, you know, every day I'm going to wake up and from eight to 9am, I'm going to write for one hour. Mm-hmm. I would commit to that, have it in my calendar. Yep. It has to be on the calendar
1: let's mm-hmm. also make a decision, right? Like when Lauren and I started our podcast, we said, "Okay, no matter what, we are going to come out with an episode every week for the next year, no matter right. what." And it didn't matter how cringeworthy those were, how much we were interrupting right. each other, <laughs> right. or how. I mean, you know, you've been in the space. It starts out; it's not perfect. Oh yeah. And I think if people could recognize, like. It's not going to be perfect no matter how much you think it will be when you watch. There's there's always going to be feedback. There's always going to be adjustment. You have to listen to the good and the bad. And then to realize who are you waiting for permission from? You don't need it. You can get started and you can adjust.
2: I Uh, realize perfectionism is an excuse. It is. And listen, I am like the first to admit that perfectionism gets in my way all the time. But at the end of the day, like you have to pull the trigger. And there's this book by Steven Pressfield and it's called The War of Art. And it's all about resistance. We always say we're going to do it tomorrow. What about doing it today? And and not just saying you're going to do it today. Put it on the calendar and make a commitment to yourself. And I think at the end of the day, the most important commitment that you make is to yourself. Because if you can't keep the commitment to yourself, that's going to go into other areas of your life. Don't waver on your commitments take that seriously. Yeah.
0: Everything you're saying is gold. We could drop the mic like eight times already. It's so good. But one thing that I hear from both of you is this belief in yourself, this confidence of, okay, so it's not perfect. So what? And I think what stops a lot of people in their tracks is this feeling of, well, that might make sense for Michael and Lauren, but I'm not good at this. Why would anyone want to read it? Why would anyone care about what I'm saying on this podcast? And they talk themselves out of it by telling themselves it's worthless. And how do we help people believe that what
2: they have to offer is valuable? Well, I would say that's a two-part question. And the first part is that Who's going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself? That's the number one. Like you have to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to believe in yourself. So first yeah. it starts with believing in yourself. And, and that sounds cliche, but it's true. You do have to, you have to create your own confidence. Um, And the second thing is, is when I first started, I started with one post. Everyone starts with one thing. It's about putting yourself out there, doing it over and over again, rinse and repeat, practicing it every single day and becoming a practitioner of whatever you're doing. You're not going to become a practitioner, though, if you don't start. You have to start and you have to execute. It's about
1: building momentum, Right. It's yep. about taking a step down the path, and it's never going to be comfortable. I'm still very uncomfortable to this day with every new thing that we try. Even when we do interviews with, you know, we just had Jessica Alba, and that's a big interview to do. That's a big personality, right? Yep. And it's and we're nervous, and we're sitting there. We know, okay, we're going to stumble here. This is not going to be perfect. But what's the alternative to sit mm-hmm. around and wait? That doesn't work for anybody.
0: That's so true. And when you go back and you watch the first videos of Gary Vee or Marie Forleo, it I love that those videos are up there because they. Also, didn't have it dialed in, and they had to start. They had to start somewhere. And you're so right. Like, if you don't believe in yourself, then no one is going to. And you don't have to have it all figured out. And I love that you were just so generous to share that. I love this conversation. But let's just take a quick ad break. As a creative person, you're probably not super jazzed when you have to think about business numbers, and it's not surprising because this can be a major headache. You've got different business systems all over the place: one for accounting, one for sales and inventory. I've definitely experienced this in my business, and let me tell you, it's absolutely exhausting. But NetSuite by Oracle is here to save the day. It's the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in an easy to use cloud platform, giving you the visibility and control you need in order to grow. NetSuite lets you manage finance and accounting orders and HR instantly right from your desktop or phone. So you can save more time, money and energy and use that to work on the parts of your business that actually light you up. It's no surprise that NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite is offering you valuable insights with a free guide, seven key strategies to grow your profits at netsuite.com dreamjob that's netsuite.com slash dream job to download your free guide. Seven key strategies to grow your profits netsuite.com slash dream job. It's hard for me to say no to a yummy scoop of ice cream or cupcake, but you know, over the years, all those foods can really take a toll on your teeth. Thanks to our friends at Crest, the Crest 3D Whitening Kit is the perfect way to whiten your teeth and make the most of your smile. It removes over 10 years of those stains you get from drinking too much coffee or wine and smoking. You get the same results as expensive dental treatments, but in this case, you're saving hundreds of dollars. It's guaranteed to deliver 100% noticeably whiter teeth, and if you're not satisfied, you can get your money back. I used the Crest Express Whitening Kit. It was really easy to put on the white strips, and I love that they have these no slip grips so I could just still talk or take a drink of water while I had them on. And this was so convenient because I've had to be on camera and take more meetings lately. So having a whiter, cleaner smile gave me a little bit more boost of confidence that I kind of needed on some of those days. Order your first Crest Whitening Strip Kit with patented blue LED light online today and receive a special offer of $20 off your first Crest Whitening Strip Kit. Go to CrestWhitesmile.com and enter promo code DREAMJOB, free shipping included. That's $20 off your first Crest Whitening Strip Kit when you go to CrestWhitesmile.com and use promo code DREAM Job at checkout. So now I want to talk a little bit more nitty gritty. I want to talk about content because you're both so great. You are at a place where you've really mastered what it means to create great content. And I want to talk about it. I want to hear your take on what you think creates great content, whether it's blogging or whether it's podcasting. What do you think goes into making content that goes viral, that hits people in the heart, that makes people feel like this is for me?
2: I always ask myself, does this educate, entertain, inspire? And, and if it does, all three, that's a home run for me. Mm. I also am a huge fan of storytelling. So if I'm going to write something or talk about something, I think it's really important to tell my own experience. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it needs to be something that the audience can take away and actually apply to their own life. Yeah. So I always say with with the blog, it's it's like I have a plethora of information on there. I've interviewed all different walks of life. And you can go take what you want and apply it to your own life because there's so many tangible, valuable takeaways or leave what you don't like. So we try to do that with all of our content and then we love just making people laugh along the way. Yeah, there's
1: two things. I think... One, I'm always attracted to content that I know people can't duplicate. So mm. if you're following Gary V, you look at him and you say, Okay, that is Gary V content. That's him in your face. Right. And then you see kind of maybe a second rate version of that, someone trying to use his formula, and you're a little turned right. off. You're like, oh, right. that's kind of like Gary V. <laughs> right. Um you look at Lauren's content, you're like, you know, that's authentically Lauren, that's who she is. As human beings, that's the type of content we're attracted to. And the good news there is that every single person can create that type of content that's unique to them. Where people run into mistakes is they're trying to take somebody else's formula and then the second part of that is once you have people that are paying attention that are interested in what you have to say right or or do Ask them what they want to see more of and really listen, whether it's good or bad feedback and and really cater to that audience. I think that's really important. We work so hard to acquire these audiences. And then when we get them, we ignore them and start looking for new audience. That's such yeah. a mistake that creators make. Like, Pay attention to the people that are paying attention to you and provide mm. them value inside entertainment. And I think um, you have a formula for success.
0: Yeah, that's really, really good advice. And I want to just talk about the nuance of what you just said. And I think that there's going to be some people who take that potentially the wrong way and think to themselves, oh, then why would I start a fitness or lifestyle blog? Because Lauren and Michael already do that. So I guess that's somebody else's formula. And I don't think that's what you mean. So how can you help us understand that nuance of you can have a similar topic, you can have a similar mission, you can have a similar audience, but this is how you do it your way versus what someone else is doing.
2: How do we understand that difference? Stay in your own lane. You put your blinders on, you make your strategic future, you do your execution board, you figure out a way to supplement your income until it starts making money and you have to have laser focus.
1: Yeah, I think all three of us on on the mic here, are in agreements that we want to inspire people to go get started. We want to inspire them yes. to start a blog, a brand, a podcast, yes. a business, whatever it is. And it's okay. Like There's there's plenty of people that I look up to that I'm inspired by That I, and I look at their content and I say, that's great content. You want that inspiration, but at the same time, you don't want to start adopting someone else's formula that you can't stretch into the future. And that's the biggest takeaway is that how long are you going to be able to use somebody else's formula for your own success, right? Take that inspiration and figure out what works for you, for your brand, for your personality, and then mm-hmm. use that too, to propel yourself forward.
0: And our own uniqueness is that nobody else is us. But sometimes people have a hard time figuring out, well, what does that mean? Like what aspects of me are interesting enough to share? How would I figure out what are the things about me that would make me me? What advice would you give someone to to think about, questions to ask themselves in order to say, okay, I want to do this too. And I don't want to copy someone else. Where do I go? How do I create that?
2: I would start on something really micro. So I would get a journal and i would do something called the morning pages and this is yeah. julia cameron's the We've artist we had her
0: of- on the show she's awesome she was here
2: i'm so jealous <laughs> so you know i'm sure the morning pages is basically a brain dump you do it every morning when you wake up you do 3 pages you don't judge your writing you don't judge yourself you just right. dump on the page mm-hmm. And that's setting you up to get clarity on what you want to do. I would wake Mm -hmm. up and my theme from my morning pages for two months would be what I want to do. So once I figure out what I want to do, let's say you want to be a blogger, then I would go to Rite Aid and I did this and I'd get a poster board. And I would, on the poster board, create a execution board. Now, this isn't mm. a vision board. A vision board is where you cut out other people's quotes and saying right, right, right. other people in their houses, and it's all other people's inspiration. This is you actually creating what you want to execute on a poster board. So what I did is I actually created a hot pink logo, that how I wanted it to look at the, wow. top, of, at the top of a poster board, and I actually built my site in front of me over six weeks and how i did that was i went to the fabric store and got like glitter fabrics and i got different paint swabs from home depot and put that on the board and the board started to be built and all of a sudden right in front of me was the skinny confidential website and what that does wow. is, is you're is you're manifesting that in front of your face over six weeks to, to actually walk by it and look at it and actually building what you want in front of you And then, of course, the magic part of the recipe is execution. That's the most important is you have to execute on it and how you do that. Calendaring things, writing them out, seeing them, creating systems, not just setting Mm -hmm. goals. Goals are not enough.
1: Yeah. Well, it's, In terms of execution also, so many people are, are focused on what they can't do when you should be focused on what you can do. It doesn't need to be this massive thing. You don't need to get millions of dollars in funding or have a writing degree or have, have some school tell you that you can do it. You just need to focus on the steps that you can actually take and by going yeah. from, instead of thinking from A to Z, start thinking from A to B. What can you do today?
0: Yeah. No, it's exactly true. And I'm curious, like as you've been growing this over the last seven years. When you look back, what were two or three milestones that happened that really made a huge shift, that really opened things up in an even more expansive way, and what do you think caused those successes to happen? What would those be, and why do you think that that worked?
2: If I'm being dead honest, there's been no epiphany in my entire nine years of doing this. Not one. (laughs) Yeah, it's been slow. It's like just little drops. Dripping, 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 dripping. Dripping, It's like a faucet. And so what ends up happening is the water starts to fill up. I would say that I do think that it was strategic for my brand. And, and this has to do obviously a lot with my husband to launch a podcast because I started to notice that the picture of the girl at the cafe holding rosé with emojis in the caption wasn't moving the needle enough for my audience. Yeah. They wanted more. They wanted a resource. And so I thought, okay, every single medium that's happening and my husband thought too, I can't take all the credit. Every single medium that's happening is taking people's time. And podcasting is actually the only type of content that you can consume that actually is giving people their time. And so that felt Mm. really good to me. It's like, not only am I educating, entertaining, inspiring, and providing value that people can apply to their own life. Now we're taking it a step further. And, and, you know, Sally in Massachusetts is getting her nails done and getting a manicure. You know, I like to do laundry and and listen to a podcast, or I like, I like to walk, to get coffee and listen to a podcast. So now I'm really respecting your time So out of like every, if I'm going to pick an epiphany, I would definitely say the podcast has been just like this tremendous value add. And it's something that Beautiful. if you said you're never going to make a dime from it, we would still continue to do it every single week. So the whole thing is just like very uh, on brand for what Michael and I are doing.
1: Lauren and I both were very focused on progress and you know just seeing what we can do to push the boundaries. I think one yeah. thing that we found, if there is an epiphany, it's both of us realizing, okay, We are 100% not for everybody. There's going to be people that disagree. There's going to be people that dislike. There's going to be people that don't identify with our message. But we're speaking to the people that do and we're speaking authentically as ourselves. And so the people that really identify with that message really have banded around us and we're so grateful for it. but the epiphany there is realizing, okay, you don't have to be for everybody. You don't have to satisfy yes. everybody. You can just satisfy an interested party and be yourself.
0: Oh, my God. It's so true. I feel like so often that is another huge thing that stops people before they even begin because they're starting to get so excited. And then they think, well, my uncle hates when I talk about this. Or I know those three girls from college would just, like, laugh at me if I started to talk about this because they didn't, they didn't like what that's about. And that's when you have to remember, like – there's already people who don't like you. You could be the best peach in the world. People don't like peaches. Like people didn't like Seinfeld.
1: Yeah, most people are insane. The ones that didn't like Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, but listen, and here's the thing: when you're going to get on a mic or you're going to create a career in content, you have to think longevity. You have to think, okay, this is not just right. for the next year. This is for this is my life. How am I going to stretch that? And if you're not authentically being yourself, it's completely not sustainable. And as someone that's running a network now. The shows that struggle the most, and I won't say it by name, are the ones that have tried to come out with some big curation and satisfy everybody without mm. recognizing they have to be themselves in order to stretch this career further.
0: Oh, it's so good. It's so true. And I want to talk just for a minute a little about the content itself that you guys are creating and why it's so important to you to do a, a vlog and a podcast. What are the things, what are the messages there that you really want to convey?
1: Honestly, it started from a selfish place. We wanted answers from people that had answers, high performers. And we we thought, what better way to get them in a room on our own terms and ask them any question that we can ask them? And at the same time, while doing that and learning for ourselves, because like I said, we don't know everything, if we could share that with an interesting audience and they could take some tangible takeaways and some value and apply it to their life, then all the better. As it's grown over time, really, we're just interested in learning more and more. We've had so many different walks of life on the show. And our audience really kind of, you know, at, at this point, Lauren and I will just say we're kind of just part of the show now, but the audience is really dictating where the ship goes. They're letting us know who, who they want us to talk to, what information they want to learn about, what topics they want us to cover. And that's what I mean by really listening to consumer feedback or audience feedback and catering to them and, and listening to what they have to say.
2: And, and just to, to go off that, there's two things that I spend a lot of my time doing, listening and thinking. And how I listen is I listen to my community. I'm constantly in contact with them. We're DMing. We are talking over email. Like I'm sending them postcards from, if they collect postcards, I'm really involved with the people that have supported my platform. If they have a jewelry line, so many of them will send it to me and I'll wear it and tag them. I think it's really important to not isolate that as you grow. That's number one. So I'm constantly listening to them, letting them guide the ship. And then the other part, and I I didn't know I did this until recently, is thinking. So I spend a lot of my time inward. It could be anything. You could take a yoga class and think, or like I I practice stoicism, just writing the morning pages, just spending a lot of time thinking. And it's so gnarly for me that I actually have it in my calendar under thinking time. When you're able to just sit with your thoughts and think, you know, how you want your future to go, I think that that has is a big strategy to growing. You know, there's that book, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. It's envisioning what you want and how to get there. And again, thinking about the systems and being strategic and not just being reactive, but then mixing it with the execution.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's so cool how much you emphasized listening to your audience and allowing them to dictate where you want everything to go. Um, as we're wrapping up, I'm curious, since you have sat down with so many people that are so admirable for many reasons, what is one of the through lines that you hear that comes up again and again when people talk about how to find fulfillment, how to find success, how to enjoy your life? What are some of the things that you've learned are like, yeah, this is pretty consistent across all these successful people?
1: I mean, it sounds completely cliche, but it's true. It's, it's gratitude, gratitude for who's paying attention, gratitude for what you have mm-hmm. and, not, and not focusing on what you don't have. Right. We've seen so many high performers as you have come across the show and it's like one thing I've seen is it's like gratitude and patience and realizing that it's okay to be okay where you are and have what you have and not be so yearning. Like It's, it's okay to push and to strive for more and to, and to push to be better. But so many people along the way forget to be grateful for what they have going for them at that given point or what they have in yeah. their family and their friends and you know, their audience. And so that's been something across every high performer we've inter- interviewed is gratitude.
2: Yeah. I also think it's important to be preventative. And what I mean by that is I am a naturally anxious person and I know that. And if I know that, I think I should be doing small things every single day that prevent that anxiety. If you by nature aren't a natural executor, you should be doing things every day that are I don't want I guess the word isn't to prevent but that propel you forward. It's those little things every day that make the big difference.
0: You're talking about being proactive. You're saying get ahead of it. Exactly. If you know that you're anxious, put something into your morning routine that's actually going to help with that. Don't just assume that you're going to go ahead and execute if you haven't actually been proactive about that. You're saying set yourself up to win. Perfect. So on that note, what do you want to leave people with? If they could turn this podcast off and do something today, what's one thing that you would both advise them to go do?
1: Stop waiting. Get started, no matter what that is, whether that's a career, a relationship, a friendship, a project you want to work on, just get started. Stop waiting for permission. Stop waiting for perfection and get going. I've never been qualified to do anything that I've done, (laughs) ever. There's no degree. There's no class. There's no course and there's no permission. I just had the ability with my wife to say, let's get started and just go. And it hasn't always been pretty and it hasn't always been perfect. But you're never going to know unless you start.
2: I love it. I would say you're in charge. You are in charge of creating your own future. And if you think someone else is going to do it for you, they're not. And I learned that I'm in charge and, you know, I have to steer the ship and I'm not going to rely on anyone but myself. You want something, figure it out. If people
1: around you see you putting in a genuine effort and really trying your hardest, they will help. Where they won't help and where they have no sympathy is when you're not trying for yourself. If you're not going to try for yourself, Mm. don't expect other people to try for you.
0: It's so true and what you're saying makes so much sense. And We live in a time like no other and you guys are living proof of this that so many people are on the other side of this smartphone, whether you want to connect with them through podcasting or through blogging or through your Instagram. We can do so much. And I guess that's my last question is, do you think the space is full or do you think that there's room for more people to show up in the space and to start a great podcast and to let it catch fire?
2: I don't think it's oversaturated at all. I think anyone that says that's coming from a place of fear, not abundance, I think there's room from anyone. You're dealing with the world. There is interest out there for everyone. If you like sea monkeys, go start a blog on sea monkeys. There is a community (laughs) for that. So you know, I, anyone that's making an excuse that it's oversaturated—that's what it is—an excuse.
1: The world's full for people that want to do the don't keep your day job podcast. It's full for people that want to do the Skinny Confidential. It's not full for people that want to get out there and authentically build their own brand, their own way. If you're doing your own thing, nobody else can take that away from you, and nobody else can duplicate it. So it's not full.
0: I love that. You're like, there's a seat waiting for you because it's yours. Yeah. If you try to do someone else's work, that's full. But your role your role can't be done unless you do it. That's beautiful. What an awesome way to sort of sum it up. So tell us where we can find you.
2: You can find us on the Skinny Confidential Him and Her on iTunes. I am at the Skinny Confidential on Instagram. And then the blog is theskinnyconfidential.com
1: and awesome. you can find me uh, at just Michael Bostick, very simply across everything and then um, Dear Media. We've got um, many amazing shows. We just um, we just did, we launched a show with Whitney Port and Catherine Schwarzenegger, Jacqueline Johnson of Create and Cultivate and Work Party. I love Ali it. Of uh, Dry Bar.
0: Oh, you started with Ali Webb? You're helping her with her show? That's so cool. cool.
1: And then there's some two nutritionists called Food Heaven Made Easy. We have so many shows, so many amazing women on the network. That is
0: awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Thank you so much. We're going to check out what you're doing. Guys, go follow them and uh lots more good stuff there on their podcast and everywhere else thanks guys thank you so much thank you that was so much fun i love chatting with lauren michael so here are some takeaways number one focus on the followers you already have when you use your energy to serve them they become the soldiers to spread the word about you number two you don't need anyone else's permission to start don't subscribe to what society tells you to do number three Make a decision to commit and do the work, no matter how imperfect it is. Perfectionism is just an excuse. Number four, keep yourself accountable. Put it on the calendar. Number five, get inspired by what's out there. Use it to create your own formula. Number six, pencil in the time to envision what you want, how to get there, and then go do it. Number seven, it's okay to push and strive, but also remember to be grateful for what you already have. Number eight, you are in charge. It's up to you to figure it out and steer your ship. Number nine, you're dealing with the world. It's never too full for what you want to do. Okay, now on to your wins. So Liz emailed us and said, I started listening to Kathy's podcast in the summer of 2018 and joined her Everyone Can Podcast course. I launched my own podcast, Do the Damn Thing, in October 2018, the first day of Kathy's very first dream workshop. And shortly after, a listener reached out to ask if I offered one on one coaching. With that push from the universe, I launched my life coaching business where I serve people who want to take action in their lives, but need that extra push and support. I absolutely love my clients and it's because of them that I was able to quit my day job at the end of April, 2019. I spent the summer traveling with my family all while continuing to serve my clients and sign more clients. It was so nice to not have to put in for time off or stress about work coverage. Now I dedicate my time to my clients and my podcast, and I know that this is just the beginning. Thank you for showing me what's possible. Liz, you're such a rock star. I'm so proud of you. I remember that you were one of the first ones in our course to launch your podcast, which is really an impressive feat all on its own. But what's even more impressive is this new life that you've created from it. Congratulations on all of the success. You so deserve it. Everyone go listen to her podcast. It's called Do the Damn Thing. What an awesome title. And you can follow Liz on Instagram at Miss Liz Heron. All right. Now here's another awesome win Allie posted in our Facebook group. And she said, sharing a monstrous win for my kids, just seven years old, who will hopefully never have a day job to quit. They have sold over a hundred dollars worth of homemade soap and slime so far and are headed to a big community event this week. They are working so hard and so stinking creative. I'm so proud. Next stop an Etsy shop. Ali, that's so cool. And your kids are adorable. I love the picture that you posted. They're so lucky to have a mom like you who's showing them what's possible and giving them that permission to play and actually create a business around something they love to do. You're inspiring the next generation of awesome creators. So way to go. I can't wait to see where this is going to go when they do create that Etsy shop. So please post it in our Facebook group so we can support you and we can support that soap and slime business. You guys, I love celebrating your wins. So if you have one you want to share, you can post it in the Don't Keep Your Day Jump Facebook group or you can DM me on Instagram at kathy.heller. Kathy's with a C. If you want to show support for the show, please subscribe wherever you listen and leave us a review, whether it's on Apple podcasts or wherever else. It also helps more than you know, when you take a second and share the podcast, just go ahead and share it with one person. Seriously, even if it's just one, because the more people who know about this show, the more we can keep growing this mission and inspiring other souls to keep adding their awesomeness to this world. Thank you for listening. I'll leave you with a song of mine. Don't forget that if you pre-order my book before September 15th, you are going to get that free workshop, which is a full week of me going live that don't keep your day job immersion, which is like all the stuff that I think is really essential to level up your life, your business. So if you want that for free, you want to join me for a week, which is going to be pretty spectacular. Go ahead and pre-order the book. You can find the details. There's a link in the show notes, or you can go to don't keep There's a pop-up. It'll show you everything you need to do. Okay. I'll talk to you guys on Monday.